welcome to today's podcast. It's just after 2 o'clock on a hot Monday, June 28th. And it's going to be hotter tomorrow, but at least, at least it's not the East Coast or apparently the Northwest, which is baking like a potato in the oven. It makes me want to take time off of work and go enjoy a water activity. Um, but I can't take any time off of work this week, so I'm a little bummed. But I do want to get out there and get on somebody's boat. Not my own, somebody else's. Um... Yes, that would be lovely. I know. We should lobby for that. Who do we know? My old neighbors downtown, they used to invite me out to their boat all the time. They have not lately, which is completely fine. Mm. Um, hey, since, since we're talking about other places here, and we did mention it last week, the, uh, since, since I had that statement like on Friday, I think, what's the death toll up in Miami? Like 10 it literally went up just a couple. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It went up like six people. So they went from like 159 people unaccounted for to like 100. So it's there's like little movement. It's kind of sad. Yes. It's like I talked about on Friday. I, I know it sounds awful. Like they're not, they're all, they're all dead. Um, and the long, yeah. and the longer it takes to find missing people the more likely they are those people who might still be alive are dead. And it's, it's agonizing for me. And I know this is just how things have to get done. It's agonizing on a level for me that there have only been like, I guess from Friday, five additions to the death toll. And if I'm a family member or somebody in the community, that's just agonizing and, and painful. It is. And they're like, I can't imagine how many family are just like essentially camping out waiting for their their loved ones to show up. They've interviewed a couple of them on television like a couple hours after it happened. And I could not help but think like, oh, my God, the fact that you may be like this family that looks so sweet and kind may find out some devastating information in a matter of hours. It's just really sad. It's like I I don't know. It's just um like I said, it didn't really register to me right away. And then as I was just not as distracted and I paid attention, I'm like, this is, this is awful. Hey, can you imagine how hot it is like to be under all of that rubble right now? Like even beyond the fact that you're waiting for somebody to find you, you're waiting in Miami heat, you know? Yeah, it's, it's a terrible situation. And I came across something to the effect of, the, there is the other side of the building, and now we're finding out more and more that this building mm-hmm. was not well taken care of. Yeah. Payments for permits and, and all the things that sadly happen and go overlooked. Um, I would be terrified. I, I, are there people living in the other side of that building, or have they evacuated that? Oh, they evacuated, okay, and they good. evacuated the surrounding areas, yeah. too. So, um, oh, yeah, it's been evacuated since that morning. Okay, good. All right, on to other things. Mm-hmm. Um when you go to BG, do you ever run for, to see your uh, family? Do you ever run through downtown at all? No, they live before that. But if I'm at my, fam- if I'm at my brother's house, because I'm there sometimes for hours. And so we may go to the store, which takes me through downtown. Or we may go up to a baseball game, which takes me through downtown. Have you seen the, the parklets? I have not. But I know exactly where they are. Um, I thought that was clever, what they did. Yeah. Why did they do that? 
uh, to allow people to have outdoor dining, to have businesses, to have outdoor dining. And you, you know us. Hey, dear, dear podcast listener, you know us. Like, let the math and the money make the decisions. So I think it's to allow um, the restaurants there to make up some of the money that they've lost over the last year. But I wonder, so you, you gain people being able to dine kind of in the street, but then you lose parking spaces. And yeah. I wonder, like, if it's six in one hand, half dozen in another, are you losing money but gaining it back here? And anything to help restaurants at this point in time. But I wonder, like, where any of that parking money goes. And we just won't know and we probably never will know if this turns out to be an overall positive net idea or yeah. we just swap some, we lose something to gain something. I don't think so. Like, I think... Um just from my experience of being down there, like we've always parked behind the buildings right. anyway, and then walked up to where we were going. So that's just a standard for us. I don't know if people really expect to find parking on that road, nor would I want to, because it's actually pretty busy for it to be like a downtown area. I don't love it. Like it's really congested as far as driving through. So wanting to park through it, I wouldn't love it either. So I would imagine people would park in some of those bigger lots that are behind the businesses and then walk up. I think yeah. it's. I think it'll be nice. It'll be nice for foot traffic, and I'm. I'm pretty sure they have like some festivals coming up. They're usually like tail end of summer and and fall that they have. Like Black Swamp is in the fall, I think August or September, and so it'll be really nice for things like that. I, that I thought they were really cute. I saw the pictures of them constructing it. Why do they call it a parklet? Is it because it moves? Like, is it because they take it out? I don't know. Cause if you didn't see this or read the story or have anybody explain it to you, you would think it's one of two things. Is that like a mini parking garage? Is it, <laughs> is it a mini city park? Because you're right, the name isn't too definitive. But I think you bring up a great point um, because, yeah, that, that is kind of like a, it's a main drag. Yeah. And I wonder this will put more, well, there's always more people than cars, but fewer cars and make it easier to be a, a walker kind of like what they're trying to do in, in downtown Maumee with the uh, with the road diet so a parklet is a sidewalk extension that provides more space and amenities for people using the street usually parklets are installed on parking lanes and use several parking spaces i wonder if it can also be removed in the winter time got it okay because uh, when i well when i think park like i think greenery and like yeah. a, a, not parking it what, parking parking let that would be a better way of that would be a better name parking leg than i think parking but whatever as long as they work and people are happy to have them but i saw that over the weekend and i know you're down there quite a bit to see your family yeah there's some pretty cute ones too like online people like tur put like artificial turf on them and like cute little patio couch patios so it's more like a lounge than like a place where there's multiple tables so i am and happy to see it you know what else i saw this weekend that i was like ooh, i love focaccias and so their garden space yeah. opened and i want to go down there uh, As go. In you and i let's go no oh, no us. you friend Yes, I talked about that a bunch on the air um, oh, late did. last week because, yeah, Friday. So they had like a silent opening Thursday, then a soft opening Friday, and then this weekend, which the only rain that I saw at all happened in the evening last night. Like, was it five or six? It was about six and seven o'clock last night. Um, the rain finally came down. Alex, did, 
are you there? Because I can't hear you, but it says you're connected. And you went away. So Alex will come back. But the forecast was for a very storm. Hi, welcome back. Hi. So the forecast was for a very stormy, dreary weekend. And the clouds came over sometimes but the only rain and storminess that i happened that i that i that happened that i saw was like last night six and seven o'clock so when it looked like a pretty dreary weekend for focaccias to open actually probably worked out really well yeah it was like shaded almost so you didn't have like the hot sun but it was like i mean the humidity was like jesus christ i i don't think like it's been we've had a pretty warm last two months like even may was relatively warm for most of the month and i don't think we had gotten like humidity and until maybe this week like we felt it but not this bad and so yep. i was like oh lord yeah the doldrums the dog days of summer have, <laughs> yeah. have arrived, arrived. yeah um, and i i spent most of it awake which is did i lose you again oh my god okay dude are you on your phone i'm a busy lady today hello can you hear me yeah i can hear you oh god it booted me out are you on I'm your back. phone are you on your phone I am. So like if I get a call, it cuts me off and maybe I'll do not disturb my phone. Yes. And and I was going to bring this up anyway because you were a little choppy as we were just getting going here on the pod. A little, little did you, Are you gone again? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. Um, you got to get rid of T-Mobile ASAP. I know. it's it's Or maybe I'll just bring my tablet and I'll do the podcast on it. No, the T-Mobile is the, the tablet too. I don't, I don't know. It's obnoxious. You know what it is? I just need to come back into the studio now. That's all. I can ask to see if we can do that. But even earlier today, when we spoke on the phone, where were you? In the car. Not great service. Or was I in the car? No, I was at the center. I'm in the exa- I was in the exact spot I'm sitting in now. All right. Well, what? the may- problem. Maybe it's just a feeling I have with you now that when I'm on the phone with you, I expect for cutting out to happen because yeah. of what it's like talking to you at home. Yeah, I hate it so much. I'm disappointed. Um, I spent most of I spent actually all of this weekend awake like a normal person. No no days of sleep. And most of it was spent with uh with Amanda and her son and we did all kinds of things like uh we went to Walbridge Park mm-hmm. and what else did we do? I, I, I was over there with them a bunch and the crown jewel of the first of all, um she has said that he got, he's gone from adoring me to loving me. Mm. Because as I told you on Friday, I thought it would be a, a nice little idea. I got home from work and she waited for me. We went over and picked him up from his daycare. Mm-hmm. And that, that was all. She, she was going to grab me, grab him, and then drop me off. And as soon as he saw that I was getting dropped off, he began to cry and tried to slither out of his car seat, which he did. <laughs> and he was very upset, and Amanda's like, "You got to take pictures with him." And then he finally calmed down. But he's been very sad when I've been leaving them lately. So uh, the connection has been made. The connection has like Avatar. Like yeah. the connection has been made. Good for you. I I just adore him. There's something about his little face from all of the pictures. I just think he's so sweet. I've never met him, but like he's just got he's just the cutest little kid. So. He is, except for when he was two. He's gotten so much cuter. Amanda and I keep talking. <laughs> Amanda and I keep talking about the cutest kid contest. I'm like, not the two year old pictures, the three and four year old ones. Yeah, definitely, but still sign him up because he's so cute. He's so cute. Uh, the, so he's been much better behaved lately. Um, mm-hmm. No pushing, no fighting, no kicking, which was happening 
places he was, but also with yeah. me a little bit. Because we, we can roughhouse, but he, he was not like that at all this weekend. And I'm hoping that his... Um, his, his autism, his being four, all of it is leveling out now because he is in, he's doing ABA every morning, uh, Applied Behavioral Analysis, I believe that's called. Uh-huh. And then he is at a place that he is uh, he fits in really well with and, and the people know him. So he's in a routine now and, and Amanda seems to be getting her lovey toddler back, which she really missed. Yeah, that's nice. But there, I mean, there's still going to be pockets like my nephew. Oh, yeah. I mean, Andrew had a complete meltdown at baseball, but he's also diabetic, and his when his blood sugar is outrageous, he can't function. Like, he can't reason or logic because his brain is not working. So, um, yeah, that's rough. Good for her. Yeah, I'm happy because she, she told me when we were first dating, like, he's never like this. He's always so lovey and cuddly, and I, I, I've been seeing that more, and I hope that him getting to where he needed to be and in a routine and on a schedule has gotten him there. But the... the I, I, I have yet to post the pictures. It's been like a busy 18 hours. Mm-hmm. So um, I went over there twice yesterday. And again, to not nap or to sleep. It was 3.30. I wasn't doing anything. I wrapped up what I needed to do for the afternoon. And uh, she sent me pictures of her and him. So she has a little blow-up pool in the back. Oh, nice. And <laughs> I was like, you know what? I don't want to like eat dinner and go to bed. I don't want to sit around waiting for either. So I'm like, let me go back over there. So... Oh, mo- uh, uh, milestone achieved. I have, yeah. her, I have her door code now. Oh, my God. Well, that milestone was already achieved because doesn't she have a key to your place? No. I barely, oh. I barely have a key to my place. Oh, I thought for some reason. I thought she did, but I, I thought it was because she just ne- you needed her to do something for you. No, 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 no. Um, but I have her door code now, and on Saturday and Sunday, I, I surprised her with, with coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, but yesterday afternoon, I go back over, and they've got this little pool in the back, and it, it's great for him. He loves it. He can, for him, it might as well be the ocean. Yeah. Um, the greatest thing, though, is her hose is in the front of the house in the garage, where you think most people would want it so they could wash their car and their little front lawn areas, and the back is taken care of by the complex. Uh-huh. So how did she fill up the pool? Do you? How would you do it? So she did not have a hose? The the hose is in the garage. Um, buckets? Like pans? Saucepans? Pots? That's what I might have done. What'd she do? This motherfucker. <laughs> this motherfucker pulled the hose through the, through the kitchen, living room, dining room, and out on the back, and it just snaked through the house. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And she did it that way, which is which is very clever. But yes, there the hose was going from so it's a rectangle. So the hose went from the garage to the back door and out there. So I can't even imagine what this because she's at an apartment, right? Yeah, yeah. How do you even have a hose in your garage? Like she gets to wash her car. Then most apartment complexes, like wherever the spigots are outdoors, they it's in your lease that you're not allowed to use them. Uh, it's a nice one, and she pays like fourteen hundred dollars a month. Oh shit! Okay, there so you go. So it's it's one of these little like cookie cutter pop ups that has happened off some of the major roads in Toledo. Mm, they, no. they all they all look the same, but yeah. So so she has a is it a two car garage? It's at least a one and a half car garage, or I Ooh, guess nice. it depends on how big the cars are. And she pays an arm and a leg for the lease, but yeah, she pulled the hose through the house, which is very <laughs> clever, and I have the pictures to prove it. 
Good for her. I would have took the hose and attached it to the sink and then like, did, or, you know what I mean? Like I would have like piped it into the sink because I think you can do that and then snaked it through the house. Um, on, I was going to text you about it over the weekend because I saw the horrific devastation that happened in Michigan, but I figured if you were any in any of those roads or near Dearborn or the other places, or uh, I think Grosseal, Mm-hmm. Um, that were flooded, you would have mentioned something, but I know you saw the pictures and you saw some of the devastation that when you were up there. It wasn't the flooding though, but yeah, I did. Um, and I, I, I understand now. I didn't under, so I know, I feel like I'm starting to learn Michigan, so I know my routes. So when I realized we were going up to like Sterling Heights area, um, I knew I was going to be taking 75. Like I was picturing where we were going to go and the GPS was taking us to 75. So it was basically in Monroe, instead of having me continue on, it had me go as if I'm going to the airport um, and come up back that way through like um, Canton and Livonia and, you know, up through Southfield. And I was like, that's weird. Um, but whatever, it got us there around the same time. And now I realize why it was because the highways were closed and my phone apparently is smart enough to pick up on that. Um, 94 was underwater. Like I've, I, I saw people tweeting about it and I, mm-hmm. I glanced at some stories and I couldn't believe the pictures I was seeing. Like you would have thought it was a hurricane in the South from these submerged vehicles and other parts of the road. Do you know who would, if we cared about ha- talking about it further, maybe early later in the week, Allie is now the, the traffic girl in Detroit. So that's just her job to talk about the J- Detroit roads, what's going on. You know, she even does like, stories on them so before like beyond just reporting on what's happening on the roads for the day she'll also do stories on potholes and why there's potholes and when's the last time the city put money into them you know those kinds of things because i text her immediately and i was like um excuse me get your city together because (laughs) the way that i went it wasn't any better i mean there was no flooding but the potholes the size of the holes in the in the middle of the road in michigan and detroit is insane. Like I, when I, I'm not exaggerating when I think I saw about 25 cars that were like stranded on the side of the road with people repairing flats, like right then and there, multiple cars, one at a time, one after the other. I saw an accident because somebody hit a pothole and then something must have happened and the car behind him bumped the back of them because they're also tailing each other. So um, it was a, it was a mess. Like my mom was terrified. We've essentially and this is not me being dramatic. I need one of our listeners to like just validate me. She is not allowed to drive to Michigan by herself. Like she just cannot. My mom's 70 years old. Her driving is questionable anyway. I know she listens. She's not 70 yet, almost. Her driving is questionable anyways, but I also say that to her face. She just cannot drive to Michigan by herself. I don't think I will ever feel comfortable with that. Um, it's just that bad. When... um I moved back there in 2012. Mm-hmm. So, are you familiar with like with Farmington Hills? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, really familiar. So I live. Well, my work was at like 12 in Halstead, and mm-hmm. I actually used to live over there when I first moved out to Michigan in 1999. Mm-hmm. And in 1999, that whole area was like a brand new suburb, and yep. 12 Mile and yep. Halstead, and what were some of the other roads? I can't, I can't. 12 Oaks Mall. Yeah, like that whole area, they were brand new roads built. And when I got when I got back there 13 years later, the, <laughs> those roads were destroyed. So, whatever they created those roads with, it was it was not enough to tolerate the harsh Michigan winter weather. No, and it's it I I won't speak for the roads themselves, the highways are are just it was the 
All of this was on the highway. All of the stranded cars on the side of the road, on both sides of the road, all of it was on the highway. So I guess I definitely like that is where the danger is because you're going, you know, between 75 and 80 if you're trying to keep up with everyone else around you. Everybody's tailing each other. And so if multiple cars go over this pothole, nobody's going to be able to swerve and the congestion as well. If you're if you want to get out of that lane, you're not going to be able to because there's so many cars around you that you can't get over fast enough. Nobody. It's just ridiculous. But yeah, I was that. So that's essentially the way that I had to come. Normally, I would go the other way and I had to come up the back way by Farmington and like Novi and whatnot is I'm kind of surprised because there's some weird road tricks Mm -hmm. in the area and like when i lived in farmington hills and to get up to pontiac or auburn hills Mm -hmm. i would take like telegraph and then snake through like bloomfield hills and then get on 75 rather Mm -hmm. than 696 to 75 and it it felt longer but it wasn't so i'm kind of surprised so when you was this the first time you went up to sterling heights uh, no, I've been there before, but it was the first time I went this way. Got so it. I didn't, I, like, it wasn't the way that I would normally go. Um, I think I would even take 696, but it had me, like, go all the way up to, like, Southfield, essentially. Um, 275 to where to whatever the transition is that took me to, like, Southfield. Like, Port Huron, maybe? 96? I think so. So, usually you would take 75 all the way up? I would take 75 until I got to downtown and then I can, I don't know the names of the highways, but I would go towards like Flint and like, I think maybe Lansing. Six, I think That's 96, I, I think. I think. I know like whatever I go to get up towards like Troy and Royal Oak, I would have gone that way. Okay. It might, it might be faster and I, and maybe it'll, it'll take traffic into account when you're going, when you're going, but I think... Ah, never mind. I, I, <laughs> I don't want to confuse anybody or I don't want to be completely wrong. But yeah, there, there are several ways and, and you can take 275 up to go to the west part or the western suburbs. But anyway, yeah, hopefully uh, any people have seen the uh, flooding and the destruction from all the water where there was another situation where people were, you could have used your kayak, people were canoeing. There was, oh my God. There was fish on major streets and roads because of all the flooding. Um, so everything... It feels like when I saw the pictures, we didn't get any of the storms we were supposed to get. And it seems like it all just stayed up there and just dumped on the Michigan, uh, the Detroit area uh, for, for days. Yeah, yeah for, for days. Actually, when we got to where we were, um, we were on this property that had a pond. And, you know, I, we were talking to the landlord there and I said, can you tell me about the area? Because I'm seeing beer cans in the pond, like just floating around. And he's like, oh, no, we got really terrible weather. Like the pond water level is really high. And, um, you know, the weather was awful. And I said, oh, okay. And so when we left, like when our day was over, that was when a tornado came through. Like there was tornado warnings from like the area of Michigan where my family is from all the way up to where we just were. Um, so there were like tornado watches and warnings for almost the entire state, like horizontally. So they really got hammered and it missed us completely. And I'm yeah. not, I, I hate to say that because I'm like, I, I I know I'm terrible. I'm like, I want some action, but I don't want anybody's basements to get flooded and I don't want anybody to get hurt. So I I will just shut up because we've had a really mild summer so far. Yeah. The severe weather is probably on the way later this summer or the the chances um, of it happening. Yeah. Um, When I was, so I go back and forth on 475 uh, North and South to get to Amanda's house. And um, the, the 
door interchange off 475. Mm -hmm. It's like half ready. I see the roundabout on either side of 475 is completely functional. Nice. Um, If you're going, I guess that's east and west on door. But the on and off ramps, you're not going to be able to get on or off door to 475 until probably early August. However, I think they're also building some shop. They're building some shopping centers around there. Yeah, I heard about that. In the meantime, though, it's just lots of construction materials. And I think one of those materials is manure. Because I drove by, and and I've smelled it before, but Saturday afternoon was the most pungent. Like, it was repulsively bad smelling. Yeah. And my windows were rolled down, my sunroof was open, and I got a whiff of that, and it was disgusting. And I, I hope some of that smell will go away. I don't know how manure works, but there were probably piles and piles and piles of it sitting out there waiting for whatever it's going to get done with it. I'm yawning. I'm used to it. I live in the country now. Like you're, you know, you can go one stretch, like you can go a mile up the road and you smell like you're in a complete farm for five miles and you just get used to it after a while. So, um, but (laughs) that cracks me up. It's probably the heat, like an accumulation of of the heat that's just making it awful but that's nice that that um area is going to be finished because my friend lives off of door towards um south like if you continue is that south or west i don't know if you continue down door away from the university on the other side of the highway he lives over there so that'll be nice to get off because before i either had to get off at airport or go all the way down to central and then come up it's gonna um, it's gonna alleviate it should alleviate a lot of the traffic in both of those intersections mm-hmm. and the bottlenecking on 475, even though it's wider now. So it, it, if you haven't driven on that side of town in a while, once this is all opened up, it's going to be like you're in a completely different area code. On that same note, I, I know we're talking a lot about like roads and construction. Um, where I am, like my highway areas is 75 right by downtown. Um, and you know, I get off at Wales. So that side by the casino is going to open up soon. I want to say in the next like 30 days, they created a whole new like highway. And, you know, do you remember when I used to complain about my South street exit closed because of construction? So I used to get on the highway at South and then I had to, and now I had to drive all the way down to like through downtown and loop around. Um, that has opened, that was before the pandemic that has opened back up or is opening back up now. So I'm like, gosh, time has really flew. I remember specifically complaining about all of this construction on our show. It could have been on the morning show, but now on our show and um, now it's going to open back up. And so there's a brand new bridge and literally a brand new bridge over the water to the casino. So I can just kind of hop on and hop off. Yeah, I don't get over there much anymore, even head to downtown. But every week I'm reading something different about traffic pattern changes from the trail in 75. Mm-hmm. And I know that's part of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I know every week they're they're navigating people different directions. And don't worry, you're on the wrong side of the road, but the road is divided, so you'll be fine. <laughs> Basically. And I don't love it when the traffic pattern changes because I get used to it. Like, it's all dangerous to me, the road, the the lanes are too narrow, they're, they're uneven, people are getting potholes there too. So having to get used to a construction traffic pattern again always just makes me a little anxious because people don't drive it proper. They don't drive it with caution, Yeah, if that makes any sense. Um, I have to give uh, Maj the most credit because she reminded me, and it does relate a little bit. So did Maj reminded me, and then everybody else's meme with Britney and the snakes. Have you seen those? 
Um, her family. Well, it, yeah, it's like Brittany with a picture of snakes, and it's her doing yeah. the you're, you're a slave for me. And then there's mm-hmm. Justin, her sister, and her dad. And yeah. I don't know about the family members. Like, we just don't know. It, it seems mm-hmm. bad, but we're not we're not sure. Um, Again. Uh-huh. But I was, Maj reminded me of when Justin did, some, it might have been a radio interview, and they, whoever was interviewing him, prodded out of him talking about his sex life with Brittany. And mm-hmm. it came off, like, if I recall it, creepy. I was like, not creepy, but like, dude, you didn't have to talk about this. And I know he, he took some heat at the time for talking about that when he didn't have to. And it, it wasn't it wasn't a great move. Like, he could have kept it. Like, you're Justin Timberlake. You can keep this private if you want to. And I forget why he did it, what was going on at the time. Not a great move, but I won't... Um, completely bail on thinking that he probably has better insight into her than most people and you know hopefully he regrets talking about that long ago because he he was probably part of the reason why she had gone sideways and might still be sideways yes i think that um there was an interview where they somebody interviewed britney and she was uh, maybe 18 and they were asking her about her and Justin's sex life. And it was like the thought process of this being inappropriate and this still being like a young woman and you're asking her such mature questions wasn't there for that reporter and for the media at all at that time, um, especially when she's a public figure and that surpasses or trumps her age and, you know, her like logic, any logic around the fact that this is inappropriate. So it was interesting how they were highlighting that. But I did see those. And it, it again, it still rubbed me of the wrong way because I feel like we're all trying to act as though we know about this situation and these and these people. And then, you know, not everyone. I don't believe that every person here is a snake like if i'm gonna make a prediction about something i don't know my prediction is Brittany has some responsibility here like yeah. not everyone in her life it, it cannot be every close person to her has somehow turned into this snake just because they may be also advocating for her to have some more support or some oversight or some management um legally now i want i do I do though, like I, I had watched and read a couple of things um, over the weekend and I have a friend who is in disability rights and I shared an article that I read that made that I did agree with. And I wanna make sure that like, and I think you and I believe the same thing. Like we're not saying that there isn't some shady stuff happening here. And the fact that there was nobody advocating for her and the fact that she didn't have any kind of autonomy, um, you know, in this because it sounds like the, the supports close to her just didn't care to hear from her and to try to do what she has interest in that is wrong like somebody anybody who has an advocate or a conservatorship or a guardianship they should still be heard if they say they don't like that medication then they should explore other medications if they say that they don't want to be on birth control then the medical team should take them off of birth control and talk to them about their options like those things should have absolutely happened and they didn't and that's a problem with guardianship as a whole so if you want to fight this like you're going to have to fight bigger you know you're going to have to kim kardashian it and fight the system not just the people in jail you know what i mean or those who put the people in jail and i'm using a kim kardashian reference because i'm thinking about like when a celebrity has brought attention to an issue and then you start to see differences being made if that makes any sense like yeah. you're right you and i talked about this britney's situation is probably not going to change but over time 
over the next few years? Could this be what catapults change in conservatorships and guardianships? Maybe. And should it happen? Absolutely. But that does not mean that Britney should be, quote, free. There was, you know? a, there was a, a very measured article in The Blade today, and it was from their wire services, so not a, a local article. And, and it spoke to lawyers of all kinds. And I, I think two of the three people that, of the experts that they spoke mm-hmm. to were like, to your point, like, Britney should be heard in some way, but did, somebody was somebody they spoke to was kind of appalled at her tone and mm-hmm. erratic nature mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. goddamn this. Um, so yep. so free Britney, sure, maybe like twenty two percent, but not completely because she probably still has some behavior behavioral Agreed. issues that that need to be addressed. So Britney's complete freedom is probably not a thing that's that's going. To happen. It was a very measured article. I encourage people to read it because it spoke to ex- experts, both I think behavioral um, and mental health people, but also lawyers and how yeah. guardianships and conservatorships work. And someone who spoke on how um, she acted and her tone in that thing yeah. last week, and then also pointing back to her uh, her erratic posts on Instagram and whatnot, yeah. and how she looked disheveled at times and and I get it maybe she's overly medicated maybe there's things being put in her body that are causing some of that fine but to basically like unwrap Britney and let her out into the wild probably not the way to go right now exactly and if this is again if this is an artist that you do truly care about like you would show caution to making sure that this if that's what's done that it's done safely because that's how a lot of celebrities like when somebody goes to rehab and they're trying to improve themselves and then they go back out into the real world use all these drugs and they die because you know what i mean it's just sometimes like some safety measures have to be put in place and i like I'm not intending to sound condescending, but there, you know, somebody's lovable Britney may actually be not well enough to maintain her life on her own. And that's a reality that, that is there for millions of people in the U.S., rightfully so. So that doesn't mean that just because she's somebody that we have our emotions attached to that it cannot happen to her. It absolutely can. But at the same time, like guardianships and conservatorship processes, processes, They absolutely need to be addressed. We had no oversight for what we were doing for Thomas's mom. And to be honest, we got guardianship of her and she agreed to it. The only reason we got guardianship of her is because she agreed to it. She was still within her right mind, but she agreed to allow us to be her guardians to speak for her because she had potential for family to try to pull her out of that nursing home when that was the safest place for her to be. You know, we got guardianship of my father to make sure that his wife didn't do anything awful during the time that they were being divorced, that they were getting a divorce. But there was no oversight. There was nobody making sure that we were doing things appropriately. Like that, absolutely, I will, I will 100% admit that that was not there. And that like the, the guardianship hearing took all but not even five minutes. Like it was so quick, even with my father, although I will say the judge laid into my father's ex-wife and I was really pleased to hear and see that because it was terrible. But anyway... Yeah, um, the, the, Brittany is is the white whale um, for yeah. the system, and and I know we like we talked about last week. You get emotionally attached and supportive, and you lose some objectivity. But that's where we can hop in and go. There, there's Brittany, mm-hmm. and whatever happens, happens. But there mm-hmm. are tens of thousands of people in a situation like that. Who, Millions. If, if you heard their story, it might evoke a similar emotion, even though they didn't do toxic, and you drive me crazy. Yeah. Um. Last last thing, because I'm going to wrap up here in a couple of minutes. 
can I give you a show? Sure. So it's crazy that this happens, but then uh, Chuck from the group home t- uh, put it on my radar that nobody but the stars of the show, not Amazon, prom- promote this brilliant show. Amazon's longest running show, which is my one of my very favorite shows of the last decade, came back on Friday. It's called oh. it's called Bosch. It's an L.A. detective drama, very gritty, very noir, not bloody or gory or violent or anything like that, but very very real. It's not melodramatic. It's not embellished for the sake of entertainment. Um, all the character, all, all the actors are are fantastic. There's some very familiar faces. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess a, a close comparison, or not an unreasonable comparison, is if you like, if you enjoyed The Wire and its realism, mm-hmm. that's this in L.A. It's got a couple of my favorite actors, and um, season seven came out, and I banged through it through uh, through the weekend, and. Um, there you go. If you like what I like, Bosch should be on your list. I typically do. I'll have to take a look at that. I binged a show this weekend as well from start to finish, and it was not that. <laughs> Apparently, Netflix has been freeing up space so they can add porn to their list of shows. Some show called Sex Life came on, and it was like top 10, so it was featured, and I started it, and there was boobs and ass in the first like two minutes of the show, and I watched it through and through. <laughs> I sat there and watched the whole soft porn of it. You know, it was oh, pretty. It's, it's, oh, it's, it was it's pretty soft. good. I just, huh? put, I just Google. Oh, uh, bad Rotten Tomato score. Oh, I love, oh, yeah. I love Sarah Shahi. She's gorgeous. So is that is she the main person? Uh, uh Billy Connolly. Yeah, she is. I don't know who that is, but yes, Billy is the main character, the main female character, and she actually was experiencing something. Thomas doesn't listen to the podcast. It's very relatable when you're. Um, she's a wife and she has kids, and her life is turning into something that she maybe didn't didn't identify with, and so she had a lot of like fantasies about the life that she had. Um, and it, there's something to say about like you enjoying your single life so much that being with another person is sometimes difficult. That was um, me. There's just there really is something to say. Um, something to say about. Sorry, I had to pause myself for a second. No, you're, you're fine. There really is something to say about that, and it's it's very relatable. And I think that's why I liked it so much because it was like. Yeah, this is exactly, oh my God, this is exactly right. So um, it was just the the um, inner workings of the show are very naughty, like so much so that I had to like close my blinds so that if there was anybody walking their dog outside, they didn't think I was watching internet porn on television. Oh, it was them, Netflix. Let, let them. <laughs> Promise. Um, I'm not. I'm not on the internet. I'm watching Netflix. Uh, was, was that was that woman that actress? Was she naked? Oh, many times. Oh, I will. I'm gonna tune many. in. Many. I mean, there's some like steamy stuff up in there. So I guess she's actually in a relationship with another guy in the show. After that, um, Brad Simon was the character. Adam Demos is the actor. Oh wow! And they're together. Yeah. Looks like it. Makes um, sense. Their, the, their scenes were steamy. Some of the things that I came across, uh, Sex Life, Sarah Shahi's Billy is the most selfishly corny character in TV history. Yep. Um, the pornification of Netflix continues with Sex Life. Yep. That, I, liter- that does not shock me if there's news articles out about this because it was, I mean, it was, I'm an adult and also I'm not ashamed about talking about it, but like... <laughs> Thomas was out all day and he came home and I was like, oh, hey, 
<laughs> like I'm sitting on my couch like, hey, hon, you looking real good over there. Like, <laughs> you know, just because I had been watching this show for eight hours, there was like eight episodes and I pretty much watched them all, all the 40 minute episodes of them. Um, and it was it was entertaining and it was true. A lot of it was very true. It was unapologetic, bad acting. I feel like it wasn't great, but it was still something that I enjoyed. I will. Uh, I was going to go over to Amanda's house tonight and I might still. Um, <laughs> but I have uh, faith. The little blind dog is coming to visit us tonight. Oh, yay. Where at? At your house? Yeah, because we'll see. Maybe watching her interact with the boys could, because the Toledo Animal Rescue is not getting the applications they hoped for or were expecting now that Faith is up for adoption. And I get it. it. Her, Her medical needs, just that phrase could scare people off, but she really just needs eye drops. So... So are we going to see if she works well with your boys? Yes, yes, yes. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Please do that. So we'll see. Um, Yeah. And at this point, uh, when we talk about like big additions to my life, I bought a Switch. You bought a Switch. I I bought a Switch last week. It was Uh supposed to be available for pickup on Saturday. It was not. And I'm not surprised because all these electronic things are like anything that you plug in or drive is hindered by this microchip supply chain sorted, sorted, short edge. Oh, wow. I think we were both in. We were clearly I bought a kayak, an Apple watch. What else did I get? Do we know there was something else in the mix there that I also got? Bought a cooker thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a couple weeks before that, I bought some designer shoes, some really expensive ones, some how, really how, expensive ones. How expensive? I'm not saying, but I can text them to you. I'll show you what they are. Are they? Known, I won't say. Are they known for their blood-colored bottoms? They are. <laughs> I just was having a time. I do not want to hear about. I don't have any money for a damn baby. No, 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 no. You're definitely not going to hear that from me. I mean, I'm still like doing fine for myself and i had intended on buying it like last buying them last year as like a gift to myself um but then my car broke down so i had to be responsible so i finally was like pull the trigger alex do it or you're never gonna get them um and now i'm just gonna they're gonna stay in my closet in their bag because i'm never gonna wear them because they're too nice that's like <laughs> me and my jordans like i know more i know more pairs that i don't wear than I do. It, 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 I've actually considered starting selling some of my things recently. So, and then I was just like, this. I have this weird thought process where I'm like, I'm not gonna go out and buy like big fancy designer things. Like one or two, fine. But like, I'm still driving around in a rusted out Jeep. Like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Who do I think I am? You pick where you want to put your money. I get it. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, we got to wrap up. I got some things to knock out here. It was good to te- uh, catch up, and I will text you later. I'll send you faith pictures. Oh, yes, please. Tell me how that goes. That's exciting. Okay, and I, I'll send you other pictures uh, here momentarily. Okay. Bye. Bye.